Jodie, how on earth was Birmingham? Claire, I had such a great time. Like, I haven't been to the British Championships since 2000... Well, I guess it was 2003, because that was the last time it was in Birmingham, and that was obviously the last time we had the World Indoors as well. So 2003? Yeah, they've been in Sheffield so ever since. So that was the so... year before we won that relay gold Yeah. in Sydney. <laughs> Stop it, making me feel old. That is such a long time ago. I know, and I used to go to all the indoor championships, but then you get to the point where, like, why am I coming here? It's a bit shit. And then it moved to Sheffield, and that's more complicated to get to. And there just never seemed to be any reason to go. So I haven't been for the first time in years. Um, Bayo couldn't come, obviously, because he's partying in Rio. Um, you you were busy because it was your mum's birthday. I think that's really... I just don't think that's very fair of your mum. Well, yeah, working on the rugby on the Saturday yeah, exactly. and my mother's You're birthday busy. on the Sunday. So I went all on my lonesome. But what I found out, Claire, is when I'm by myself, I'm much more productive. That is a gross understatement. Just to quickly, <laughs> for those of you who are listening and wondering whether or not to switch off, here is the list of interviewees we have coming up. Greg Rutherford, Tom Bosworth, Laura Muir, Jazz Sawyers, Morgan Lake, Shalane Oskin clark Elliot Giles, CJ Uja, Katerina Johnson-Thompson, Ailey Doyle, Andrew Potsy, Asher Phillip and Jason Gardner, who didn't you speak to? The only person I'd missed was um, Ailish because she had to run off and they were doing a test for the presentation at the World Indoors. So she ran past and then it was getting late and I didn't wait for her. But she was the only she person... She also had quite a busy weekend. She had a very busy weekend, which is... That's why I wanted to talk to her. But I got everybody else. Um, it was a great championships. There were some really good results. I mean, first of all, it was held in Birmingham where the World Championships is going to be in two weeks' time. So the crowd was about... I had 3,000 each day which is astronomical um, for That's an indoor... fantastic. Yeah, for the indoor British Championships. I'm sure it didn't look so busy on TV because there's always gaps in the crowd and stuff, but it was actually very well-attended championships. It was also relatively well-attended by athletes. Um, there wasn't everybody there because not everybody wants to do the world indoors. And that's the main reason for going to the, to the trials. Um, but there was a lot more people who were there who were planning on doing the indoors and doing the Commonwealth than I expected. So one of my questions I kept saying to people is, oh, if you get selected, will you do the world indoors? And then you're going off to Gold Coast. And they're like, yeah, why not? So that was quite heartening. I was quite, quite pleased with that. One of my favourite things about the interviews, and as everyone's about to hear, is how forthright, and this won't surprise anybody, and it certainly won't surprise the athletes who all know you, but how forthright you are with your predictions <laughs> and your advice. <laughs> Everyone you speak to, you're like, okay, yeah, so um, I'm expecting a medal at the World Indoors <laughs> and the Gold Coast. Well, you've got to stay oh, positive. Great to Bye. You've got <laughs> to stay positive, haven't away. you? I want to send them off in a positive frame of mind. And I think there's, I mean, obviously we're fans and we do have a lot to say about athletics, but ultimately we love we love the sport we want to see positive attitudes we want to see positive positive um, performances and i i believe in a lot of a lot of these people so i and i've seen some there was some really impressive stuff happened at the weekend um so do, should we listen to everybody see what they've got to say for themselves and then we can have a chat afterwards I think that's a lovely idea. It's a proper smorgasbord of athletic stars. And why don't we start, actually, in that it's a bit of a stitch-together episode? Should we start with the person who's just had some pins put in his ankle? <laughs> Go on, then. Hello, I'm here with multi-medalist. I don't know what to call you. <laughs> Everything. Um, Greg Rutherford. Welcome back. It's nice Thank to have you. you back on the track. It's nice to be back, yeah. I've, I've forgotten, actually, how hard this event is. God, I tell you what, after round four, I was so unbelievably exhausted. I was thinking, I, <laughs> I definitely haven't got the sort of fitness that I've had in previous years. But this is what today was all about for me, to be honest. It, it was about figuring out where I am, what I'm up to, how my body's feeling. And I'm, I'll be honest, I, I mean, the distance obviously is not impressive at all, but I'm thrilled to bits to be able to go down there, jump six times-ish, um, and, and obviously win as well is, is lovely. I mean, let's say, distance is not incredible, but from where, I'm, where I've been, mm. I only started running a month ago. Um, this is a quick turnaround for me. Because we haven't seen you since last May, I think it was, your yeah. last competition, and you, ha- you had to kind of put the stop to 2017 yeah. for injury. You're not injured now? You're... Well, I had the two surgeries to fix yeah. the problem, so I had my ankle sort of cut open and drilled and a load of other bits and bobs, and I had my groin reconstructed, um, which was also quite fun. <laughs> Um, so it were two quite painful surgeries and they took a bit of time to get over as I say I put spikes on for the first time got into a sun pit about a month ago exactly to this weekend so we've done five jump sessions and then we've come here um, and probably three runway sessions so I'm very rusty um, but it was so nice just to get out there and go through it and my ankle as much as it's sore I mean it's always sore because it's still recovering it wasn't hurting if that makes sense yeah. so there's pain there but it's not to the point where 
last year I was I was in agony and it was it was horrendous and obviously when they opened me up and found that there was a load of damage in there um, that was obviously why so to come out to do that to not be in too much pain um, that's a lovely thing to do good and um, you pulled out the Commonwealth Games obviously because you haven't had the prep time but there's some talk about the possibility of doing the world indoors well selected. yeah I mean look the difference is with the Commonwealth obviously it's a long old way to go at a pivotal time in the year and, and obviously I've only just started training really now generally when I've just started training I can still knock on the door of 8 metres um, and I think in the in the jumps that's always there or thereabouts mm. now the travel time to Birmingham compared to Australia <laughs> and the upheaval is much easier so if if it happens if there's a chance etc then I will probably do it um, yeah. I'll find I mean next Sunday if I jump significantly better which I think I can jump 8 metres at the moment I think I'm in that shape already um, then absolutely I'll give it a go and you could get selected because we're the home nation and we can put someone in yeah exactly I mean obviously look the other thing is for me I, I won't go if I don't feel like I have a chance of winning a medal because you know me I've, I've never been about going on holiday for these things yeah. it's always been about winning medals Birmingham's once a nice place to go on holiday well I have been told yeah yeah. I had a lovely night last night yeah, I went to the local Nando's and then yeah, went to bed so uh, no it is one of those things that I, I do this sport because I, I want to achieve the, the best I possibly can if I don't feel like my body's ready then I won't do it because I won't look if I, if, I, if I go to the competition I'm basically stating that I'm ready to, to yeah. compete and mix it up for a medals uh, for a medal sorry so um if, it's, if I inherently don't feel like it's right, I won't do it. But I feel like that was a really positive sign. And I think you're right. Eight metres indoors could potentially get a medal. And we don't yeah. even know indoors who's even going to turn up. Well, that's the thing. And the thing is as well, I mean, look, with all these events, we, I mean, again, I, OJ's a really good mate of mine. And just seeing OJ full start then, for example, that's gutting to watch him because, I, I mean, I think he was obviously odds on for a medal here. Um, but that, that does happen. That happens to everybody in every event. And you never know what's going to happen on the day. It doesn't matter who's the world lead, who's done what, who's an indoor specialist, blah, blah, blah. None of that matters because on the day, it's about who turns up. Um, and with me, I love competition. I love crowds, all of this side of things. We're in the UK for major championships. I've not got many left. So it'd be nice to come out here again and, and have a home crowd and really try and try and switch it on. Well, fingers crossed for a good performance in Glasgow next Thank weekend. You. And maybe we'll that. see you back here in two weeks' time. Maybe, we'll see. We'll <laughs> Thank see. you very Cheers. much. My pleasure as always. Right, so I'm here with Tom Bosworth, who is going to be competing at the British Championships tomorrow. They, do they usually have a walk-in doors at the British Championships? Since 2015, yes. Just for you? Yeah, just for me, just for my face. Yeah. I do remember coming to the British Championships once, and this is, you know how old I am, so it was a long time ago, <laughs> and there was only three people entered in the walk, and the shop was on at the same time, God. and one of the walkers got hit by a shop. <gasps> That's not a real story, is it? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, to be fair, back then they were probably going so slowly, it wasn't too hard to hear. But... No, no, no. That's very true. They'd never catch you with a shop, but... Um, <laughs> So anyway, so tomorrow you're doing a 3,000. Um, 5,000 time. Oh, 5,000 indoors? Yes. How many laps is that? 25. God. It'll be that, all right. That's a long way that's to good. walk indoors. And you've got to walk up, up the bank and everything as well. Well, no, that'll be a long way to walk up the bank. I go, I go, I go stay in lane one and yeah, go round it. But. How do you stop? Do you not lift when you come downhill? Um, well, hopefully not in lane one, but yeah, overtaking could be a little bit tricky. And it is about to trap, so yeah, I'm going to have to keep lifting on the down low. <laughs> So, um, obviously, indoors is not normally something that walkers do very often, but your preparation is all for the Commonwealth Games in a few weeks' time. Yeah, exactly. We're using this and Glasgow next week for just preparation, basically. Race, race prep uh, and take it very seriously. Obviously, I want to go and perform for the crowd, you know, keep getting message of race walking out there, get me out there, and hopefully maybe break a British record. Um, I'm sure you'll break a British record. You break a British record every time you step foot on the track. <laughs> um, but for the 20k at the Commonwealth Games, the Commonwealth, some events are weaker than others, but the walk actually is going to be quite a strong event. Yeah, I know. It's going to be really stacked. I worked out, I competed at the Delhi Games in 2010 and I came 11th, and I worked out I can, my PB is something like 11 minutes quicker than I did eight years ago, and I could do round about my PB and still finish about eighth. So I could go 10 minutes quicker and still be outside the top eight. I don't think that's realistic. I think realistically we're looking at a medal. I'm ranked third, so that's a nice place to be. But, you know, after a lot a lot was learnt in London and, you know, Rio and you know, highs and lows there. So I'm going to go out there and just and concentrate, perform to my very best and hopefully I can bring something good back. Because obviously you went into Rio, so I'd say slightly under the radar because we don't take any notice of walks in this country. <laughs> well, we didn't until Rio. You performed spectacularly there. And then in London, maybe expectations changed and we were like, oh, maybe you can get a medal. And I think you thought the same thing. Do you think you got a little bit overexcited in London? No, I think I dealt with the pressure quite well, which sounds a bit odd, but if you know what went on behind closed doors, I, 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 well, dealt, tell us. I, I, I dealt with the pressure quite well. I had a bit of an injury scare that week as well, but everything was fine come race day. 
I just said never. I don't think anybody could prepare. Even going through an Olympic Games, nobody could prepare you for a home championships like that on the mile. There were people leaning over the fence, screaming <laughs> in my face. So I did feel unstoppable, but I was trying to compose myself, trying to control it. Um, it was a fast race, but nothing. I didn't feel. I didn't feel uncomfortable. I didn't feel out of my comfort zone there. So fitness-wise. I just, you know, I don't think there'll ever be a day like that yeah. again in I my mean, career. It's not something that walkers are used to. Uh, not that, not those sorts of crowds. But you know, Berlin could be quite similar. But the German walkers, they can deal with that for Europeans. Um, so yeah, it, it was. There's so much positivities to take from that day because people were chanting even after the disqualification. People were chanting my name as I was being taken off the course. Um, I will never ever forget that day for so many reasons and I've learned a lot um, you didn't know that you'd been disqualified did you oh no sorry no because what happens is you didn't know you'd had two warnings is that correct yeah that's right um, I, I cornered Paula afterwards after hearing the BBC commentary and said oi why are you saying that I had I, knew, I must know yeah there is one board um, on the course which is a 2k lap so I see it every 8 minutes or so um, most of my cards came within a two, uh, 2k right. lap so I went from having one, I knew I had one, to the next minute, the next time I came round, the chief judge was stood there with a red puddle in his hand showing me the disqualification. Hence why I was so shocked, because everything was going perfectly to plan. And so it was absolutely devastating, and uh, it was my first GQ in about five years, but you know, clearly I pushed it a little bit too much. I couldn't settle down, perhaps, because of the crowd, and, and that was my problem. Also, you were out in the front so you, everyone could see you do you think if you were hidden in the pack they can't see if you're lifted well I'd only gone to the gone to the front obviously when the DQ came I was in the front but when when the um, cards came in I was in the pack and moving around a little bit and that was probably the problem I think we looked back at my coach I was moving around a little bit too much in that pack because people say well you were out front and I said well I led the Olympic Games for 16 kilometres I was out front by miles for 16 kilometres and didn't I, I think maybe received one card I don't know whether I did at all so I don't think that was an issue. I just couldn't settle and couldn't find my rhythm, which is so important in race walking. Well, it is. It's a lesson. And you don't get to walk 20k that often. It's not something you can do every week. Do so moving on to the Commonwealth Games, who are your biggest competitors? The Australians. We've got Olympic bronze medalists in there. Um, South African, who was fourth at World Champs. Uh, the Indians are very strong as a group. Uh, even Kenya, they've got they've got the hang of this race walking malarkey. So it's oh God, be, when the Africans stuck and when the Africans come. So obviously, <laughs> I want to win a medal, but it's not going to be easy. We have world bronze medalists as well from 2015, and they're from Canada. Um, so there's some world class. Is Evan Dunphy doing the 20 k Yeah, Evan will be doing the 20 k He likes to be a bit outspoken on social media. He's focused on 50 k, so who knows how he's going to be over 20? But he's such a strong walker that he will be a contender as well. And how do you how do you prepare for the because you're going to be coming from Britain, which is <laughs> minus something at the moment. I've spent the last five the weeks uh, in South Africa, so there's a start, and then I'll be going out with March as well, so I'll have a big two or three weeks out there. Um, but the heat will be the same for everybody. Um, I like to be nice and slim, and I like to think that that helps with the heat keeping cool. Um, I never have a problem in the heat, really, because for that reason I'm not a big build, so it really helps me. Cool. Well, good luck. Good luck tomorrow for the um, 5k British record and good luck for the Commonwealth Games. I'm expecting a medal and I'm expecting no DQs. Thank you, I'll do my best. Thank you very much. I'm here with the ever impressive Laura Muir. Laura, I don't think you know any other way to run a race, whether it's UK Championships or World Championships, you always go out really hard and at the end you're on the floor. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, I guess I've kind of got this philosophy that, you know, if you cross that finish line and you've still got something left and, you know, what, what could be. So I just like to push myself as hard as I can and I know I've given, you know, actually 100% and that's the best shot I can achieve in the day. And that's why all the fans love you so much. <laughs> um, so the World Indoors is coming up in a couple of weeks. What events are you going to do? Uh, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> It'll either be uh, 3K15 or both. So, um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I'll just speak to the coach. But certainly, you know, I'm in good shape you know, for either event or, or both of them. So, yeah. I mean, last year you, you, you proved that you can do the double at a championships. Obviously, the world championships is a step up. But yeah. you think you could, I, I think you're going to do both of them. <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm not saying it, but uh, no, I think yeah, I'm, I'm in good shape for the two events, and obviously just being a world championships compared to the European, you know, the competition's very, very tough, and the rounds are going to be harder, they're going to be faster, um, which is why I've not come out and said you know we're definitely yeah. in double, but um, yeah, everything, everything's looking good, you know, for the two events. So uh, I speak to the coach and, and see where we're at, but yeah, excited to be competing you know, no matter what it is. Yeah, um, no Commonwealth Games for you because you've got important exams. Yeah, and are you then qualified as a vet? Yes. Yeah, it should be fully fledged. <laughs> and does that mean we get you in athletics full-time or are you going to actually be working as a vet as well? 
I think I need to speak to my, my coach and see, yeah, I think at the moment I'm concentrating on my finals and then I'll have the outdoor season and I think after outdoor season sit down with the coach and see what camps I want to go on, see how my training's going to fit in and, and what will work, you know, if I can combine the two or not. And we do love animals, but we're, we're just being a bit selfish, we want you to ourselves <laughs> for a little while. But listen, good luck um, with your exams, good luck for the both events at the World Indoors and um, we'll see you in the Europeans in the summer. Hi, so I'm here with Jasmine Sawyer, so today probably didn't go to plan. No, not to plan. Um, when you look at distances like 608, it's never really what you want. But I'm still, I, re, I'm, I refuse to get disheartened about it because I know it's there. It's one of them that people are going to look and go, oh, what's happened to her? Oh, this isn't working. And I know, I know that everything's fine. I know that it hasn't clicked yet. I've been, I'm the one training, you know, yeah. I see that every single day. I know it's there. Um, because you were on the pod just, just after Christmas saying that you've got a new training set up and you're getting used to it. You're getting used mm-hmm. to the sprint training and training with very fast people. And <laughs> so is it all coming to place in training? Yes. In training, everything is going really well, which is why I'm not worried. I'm not sat here going, oh no, what is this? Because I know it's there. It's a matter of it clicking on the day. And it's not happened yet, but it's there. Well, it didn't happen today. You won't be at the World Indoors, but you are going to be in the Commonwealth in just over a month's time. So maybe it will click in the Gold Coast. Exactly. We've got a little bit of time before then. I've got one more indoor meet to kind of hopefully push my uh, indoor seasons best up. And then, yeah, I'll be focused on Gold Coast. And I, I love major champs, so I'm excited for that. Because you got a silver medal last time at the Commonwealth Games. How important is the Commonwealth Games to you? To me, it's massive, you know, and I think it has a really special place in my heart because it was my first major champs and it went so well. And I found it was such a warm, welcoming, friendly environment to be in. And not just in the village, but in terms of in the stadium with the crowd. And it was, there was such a warm welcome for everybody. I can't wait to be in that environment again. I think, because the Commonwealth Games, it's, it's almost as big as the Olympics in terms of it's multi-sports, there's millions of people, thousands of competitors. <laughs> But it's not the same pressure as an Olympic Games. It's a bit more fun. It is. It's the friendly games, you know, people call it. And it does feel like that. It feels less like it's, oh, this is the absolute moment of your life. And more like, hey, this is a great big thing and you get to have fun and do it. So go and enjoy that. And it's in some great places. Gold Coast. It's going to be amazing. And we'll, we'll see you out there. Yes, can't wait. Hi, so I'm here with Morgan Lake, who just won the British Championships in the, in the high jump. Now, knowing you, Morgan, I think you're not going to be that happy with the height. Uh, no, obviously it's bittersweet. I mean, I'm really happy to be British champion and retain the title. Um, but yeah, I was looking for nine centimetres higher today. So yeah, not happy to all the height. So you said nine centimetres higher because that's the qualifying for the world indoors. Yeah. But potentially, could you get selected anyway? I'm not sure. I haven't really it's looked. It's really complicated. Yeah, I don't understand any of it. So I kind of, yeah, don't really think about that. I just always go out and try and hit the heights so I can go in. Yeah. The way I look at it, they want to take 12 people. Mm-hmm. Um, you're 16th overall, yeah. but there's five Ukrainians in front of you. Cats yeah. ahead of you. This like so. Yeah. I think you could possibly be in the top 12. Uh, Who knows? Yeah, it's bitty. I mean, it's not the way I kind of wanted to get in, but if it does end up me going in, obviously I'd be completely so grateful, and I'll work the next few weeks to get to get my spot. Two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> to get myself. Uh, yeah, ready for that. But the track feels great. Had a little practice run at it, so. And if you don't make the world indoors, but the Commonwealth Games is coming up, and is that your priority? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, we've got Glasgow next weekend and then uh, like maybe a week's, week's break and then, yeah, straight to prep for comps. So you said you're not going to do any multi-events this year. You're concentrating on the high jump. And you've, it looks to me, just from watching, that you've been physically you've been doing something different because you look a very different athlete this year. You look more like a high jumper. Yeah, I mean, I have worked a lot in the gym. I've worked a lot on my speed and everything like that. So I do feel like it's coming. I feel way more comps in my run-up. Um, it's getting better and better, but the heights aren't really indicating how I feel, which is, I think that's why I'm getting so frustrated, because, mm-hmm. so yeah, to the everyone else, it doesn't look like I'm improving, but in my head, I'm like, it's that, <laughs> just wait. No, it, it will take time, it does, because you're yeah. concentrating on one event now instead of seven, so it's yeah. totally different, and it will come. I think okay. we're just watching, we all look at you and think, oh, she's a high jumper now. <laughs> so I think two metres is coming. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm here with a very tired Shalane Austin Clark who just won the British Championships and set a new PB, 20006. Yes, I'm really happy because the last I've done two races prior to this and they haven't really been a good indication of where I am in my training. Today was really about the win. I knew that the girls would bring more to the t- more to the race, so I need to step up my game and was rewarded with a better time as a. And it must really help having Mary and Adele in there. And Adele took it out 57 first 400, so that really helps you to get a fast time. Yeah. So we I was pushed out to fight for the for the front, but Adele was out there quicker, and I thought, well, no point wasting energy fighting for it, and just she led the first four, and then I was happy, so I felt like I could push on and. Yeah, I could see that I went from like 70, 
two or something like that. So I knew that it would also maybe 73, but that would get you a PB. Pushed for the last. So last summer you just you ran 159.8 outdoors and already mm. this indoor season you've just won two tenths faster than that. So you must be in a really good place. Well, no one really knows, but last year wasn't a good indication of where I'm at. I partially tore ligaments in my feet um, prior to the, the championships. Uh, no one thought that I could run, but I just taped it up and went and ran the trials. Uh, so really that wasn't a good indication. I was just trying to maintain some kind of fitness. I was in really good form, but because I couldn't train or do the training that I needed to, I wasn't as fit going into the championships. So I was, should have been, running, been able to run a better time, but that's done. I know it was in there last year, so this year's a new year, and I know I'm in better form, so that's fine. <laughs> last year was a sad year for me. So you've just qualified for the World Indoors. Will you be running here in two weeks' time? Yes, keep myself and my body healthy, um, pushing forward or maintain now, really sharpen up and hopefully I'll be better. And then on the plane to Gold Coast? Yes, I'll maintain some fitness for that and hopefully be competitive going into the Commonwealth. Well, we wish you all luck. I think all the fans feel that for someone who came fifth at the World Championships, European indoor medalist, you don't get enough attention. So we're looking for you to do very well at the indoors and maybe probably medal at the Commonwealth Games. That's our, that's our plan for you anyway. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks very much. I just train much. hard and hope that I do your proud. Thanks very much, always. So I'm here with Elliot Giles, the new British indoor 800 metre champion. Were you happy with today's race? Yeah, yeah I, I am really happy with it. Um, it sort of went to plan. Uh, I didn't get the position I wanted, but in terms of how I wanted to run it and how I wanted to win it, that went to plan. Tactically, you got it exactly right. Like, because you know you've got a strong finish, especially in a slower race, <coughs> yeah. and that's it went exactly to plan for you. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I haven't had a finish at all the last few races. Right. So I came into this really scared because I thought, because training went so well, I thought I'd be able to run it from the front and just run away from them. But because the first few races when I came back from South Africa, I was really, really flat, and I just haven't been able to get any pick up. And I don't know if that's because I've been at altitude and I dropped down, or whether it's just a little bit of an illness I've picked up um, the last few weeks. But I, again, I was firing, and when I've been racing the last few uh, days, I've been feeling good, but something's just been going wrong, and I found a little bit of a kick there, and um, slow race again. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, if we do come up now, and if we still keep moving up, then... Yeah, because the, the qualifying for the world indoors is incredibly fast. It's like one, <coughs> you had to run 144 outdoors or 146.5 indoors. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you don't have those qualifying stuff, but there's still a possibility of going. If so, would you want to run indoors? Uh, well, I was just out outside of it in the outdoors. So I ran 144 high um, last year, so I was out by about 0.2, I think. Um, and then this one, if I'm honest, I know I can run more than 146.5. Yeah. I don't think that's the question. I think it's just getting my body right. And me and my coach both know it. Um, but again, saying it's one thing, doing it's another. So providing they pick me and they believe in me and they think I can do something, um, so I've got training to go and show it. And so you do the World News and then you're off, you're off to the Commonwealth in a couple yeah, of weeks yeah. afterwards after that? Yeah, it's a busy year, isn't it? It's a busy year. Um, but I, I feel like I'm young enough and hungry enough and I don't see why not. I mean, we'll see how the body goes from it. And obviously it's nice, a lot of sunshine <coughs> on the Gold Coast. And you'd have to run indoors, you've got a funny cough from running indoors. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's the thin air just really sort of catches the throat and because I raced here today, I raced yesterday, I raced in Poland, <laughs> just got out in a session like, on Tuesday. And I raced again on the weekend, and then I've been in indoors the last 10 days so many times that it just tears your throat up. Well, congratulations on the win today. Maybe we'll see you back here in a couple of weeks, and we'll definitely see you on the Gold Coast in a month's time. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Cheers, thank you. CJ Ujo just won the British Championships in a not good, good time. Season's best. Yeah, yeah, no, well, it's not season's best oh, quite. It's, um, <laughs> I've run 653, but um, no, no, it's about come, championships is about rounds, first and foremost. Um, it's about coming here, executing the rounds, and getting through to the final, and it's just about winning. So I'm, I'm happy with the time, 656. It's the fastest time I've, I've run, I think, on this track. So it's, it's a nice feeling to, to build on this, to go in, into two weeks. And there was a couple of a couple of full starts that people got qualified, so that's always something you've got to keep in mind in the 60 metres. Yeah, yeah, people, I know that it's, a, it's pretty much in the finals, it always becomes a long hold, and people are on edge. So you've just got to maintain your composure and, and keep it. I think that's where experience came in today. I kind of did sit in the blocks a bit, but... I mean, me and my coach will, will look at that and see if I can get sharper in the first 10. So you were merit-ranked, I think, fourth in the world last year, over yep. 100 metres. So yep. you must be going into championships this year thinking about medals. Yeah, no, no, most definitely. That's, that's all I do think about. Um, building on the Diamond League and the World Champs with the guys. 
definitely. That's, I want to carry on the momentum and carry on going and, and push for European titles and, and world titles. And that's the aim. So you're doing the world indoors? Uh, I'll be doing the world indoors and hopefully I'll be doing the Europeans out, out, outdoors. And that's it for me this, this season. Commonwealth, so, I mean, Diamond League, obviously. But apart from that, yeah, just keep it. Why aren't you doing the Commonwealth? Commonwealth, it was, it was too soon for me. Um, after world indoors, it's, I don't think it's, pretty, it's long. So for me to come down and get back up for another championship is, is hard. And um, credit to the people that are doing it, but uh, me personally, I know myself, I, I can't do that. So I just want a bit of time off after World Indoors. Give myself a week off, I'm, it's around my birthday. So, and then get back into training, get ready for the other season. And you don't train here in England anymore, you're over in Arizona. No. So you, didn't even, you weren't even attracted to the sun, you get that anyway. Yeah, no, the, the, sun, the sun is 30 degrees, I can't complain, but it's always nice to come back home to the UK and see my family, see my friends and be in a nice environment. It's, it's very different out there. So obviously you're on your own, but you know what you're there for. And it's there, I'm there for days like this. So it pays off, hard work pays off. The minute we all heard Gold Coast, we just bought plane tickets, so. Oh yeah, no, no, it's a, it's a nice, it's a good look. Uh, Ella shows me pictures. It just looks like one paradise, like looking up and down the strip. So you enjoy it. Well, we'll send you a postcard. <laughs> Hi, I'm here with KJT. That was a good day in the office today. Yeah, I'm very happy with it. I'm just focusing on the long jump. I've you know, showed consistency there in my run-up. I measured my run-up at the end to make sure that, you know, it's spot on for just under two weeks' time for the World Champ. So, yeah, I'm happy. And the, my biggest jump didn't feel too good. So, um, definitely not to come. Well, that's good to hear because it puts you number three in the world this year. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's definitely it's a really good day. The office for sure. Cool. So, obviously, you've won a silver medal at the World Indoors in the long jump previously. But this time you're just doing the pentathlon. Yeah, pentathlon for me. I'm having a combined event here. Uh, it's just pentathlon, heptathlon. So, yeah, pentathlon is my, you know, I feel comfortable. It's one of my strongest events, probably more so than the heptathlon. So, definitely first one since first one in since 2015 as well. So I'm excited. And the last time we saw you doing a heptathlon, you almost broke the world record. It was at the European um, indoors, and you won the gold medal and just missed the world record. So, what do you reckon this time? Do you think you can break that barrier? <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not trying to go for, for targets and aims. I just want to start winning medals and getting getting the the, the medal. So yeah, I'm I'm just looking to to win a medal. So it's a little bit confusing for fans and people to know the qualifying for the well for everything in the world indoors. But for the um, multi-event, you've been selected ahead of time. Yeah, we've been selected and um, I've attended the trials. So British Athletics will now accept my invite. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going. Cool. So then moving on from there, you're straight on a plane and off to the Gold Coast for the Commonwealth Games. And it's very different because obviously the world indoors is um, a pentathlon and you've got some of the biggest girls in the world. The Commonwealth Games, it's not the strongest event for the multi-events. You're head and shoulders above everybody else. But that's a different type of pressure. Yeah, it is. It's um, basically not mess messing up. Um, heptathlon, we've been, you know, getting involved with the javelin and 200 meter training throughout my winter work. So I should be prepared and ready for it. I'm going to do the pentathlon, spend a week in Liverpool, spend three weeks in France and then head out. Um, and I'm excited for it. It's my first Commonwealth Games. In India, I was too young um, and I had a knee injury. In Glasgow, I famously pulled out with a cracked stretch uh, fracture in my foot. So this is my first Commonwealth Games and um, like I said before, I just want to start you know, getting titles and winning medals. So that's definitely something that I'm you know, well, considering. That's exactly what we want to see as well. Yeah. So good luck for both the indoors and the Commonwealth Games and we'll be at both. Cheering. Well, so I'm here with Ailey Joyle, very good run today, 51.8. Are you happy with that? Yeah, I'm really happy with that. I mean, I really wanted to come here and, and put in a good time. I knew it was going to be tough. I knew that I was running really well, so to, to win it, but to go stuff up to, yeah, I'm delighted with that. And I thought last year the 400 metres in Britain on the women's side was quite subdued time-wise. Yeah. And a lot of you run faster here than you did all, all year outdoors, so yeah. it looks really good. It does. I think it's a really funny year because, you know, obviously with the Commonwealth being so early and people are trying to judge how to plan for it. Some of us have really taken and do seriously other people are trying to use it just a little bit of a training guide but I think uh, yeah we all kind of really up to our games and just looks good for the wheelie team as well mm. going out to the world indoors but also from a personal point of view the fact that Zoe and I were one and two it's good for our team going out to the Commonwealth as well well that was going to be my next question <laughs> number one about the are you, are you going to run the 400 indoors yes yeah okay. uh -huh, yeah. I, just, I want to use it for the Commonwealth games but I think it's really good just to kind of test myself get competitive and yeah get my flat speed down and what about the 4x4 indoors because we have a team as host country so how, how does that work and who's going to be in it yeah I mean I think I'll look at the rankings I think you know from my point of view I think they'll probably go with the top four maybe today I think they've got to obviously bring in Annika I think she was really unlucky yesterday yeah. to get disqualified and yeah I think kind of see who else is kind of available but I think we've definitely got 
I pull the girls around today and obviously bring in the likes of Annika who's you know got the experience there. I think we'll have a really strong team. Perry's no longer on the ice, so maybe she can come in. Well, that would be great. You know, she's here today and I'm kind of you know seeing how she's feeling, but that would be brilliant as well if she you know would want to come back because obviously we know how well she does indoors. You know, that anchor leg in the world indoors. You know, she's experienced and that would be fab. And there is it's, it's those girls there that we're not really sure if they're going to do it, but if they're there, then you know yeah. they've got the experience. And then going on to the Commonwealth Games, obviously you're looking for a medal in the 400 hurdles. Mm -hmm. Last year I think there was three Jamaicans ranked ahead of you in the rankings. Yeah. But I think you come on faster than a few of them. And also, who knows who's going to turn up at the Commonwealth? Yeah, again, it's that kind of funny time of year. I mean, I think we've also got, you know, my event, obviously Jamaicans are very strong. We've also got Sage Watson, the Canadian, and Wend and Nell, the South African. So it's, it is really stacked. But again, it's who's going to have planned the best for it, who's going to be in that shape when it matters. And I guess we want to know to be out there. And talking of relay teams, the Scottish 4x4 four by, <laughs> four by four relay team is going to be really strong. Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed we can all stay healthy and in and, and, and good shape. But I think that bodes really well, the fact, yeah, like I said, that, you know, myself and Zoe are one and two there and, uh, you know, running good times. So, yeah, long may it continue. Yeah, it just reminds me, because I'm going to show my age now, in 1990, yeah. the, uh, the Scottish relay men's 4x4 four four got a silver medal uh -huh. at the Commonwealth Games with no 400 metre runners in it. No. There was 800 metres, there was a 1500 metre runner, there was a 400 hurdler. Yeah. So. Well, I think, I think that's it. I think for our team, we're obviously got Zoe the 400 runner, I'm obviously the hurdler. I think Lindsay's going to get brought yeah. from the 800. So yeah, it's going to be quite a mixture, but hopefully, yeah, we can go in there and contend yeah. with the rest of them. And that's partly what we love about the Commonwealth Games as exactly. well. Exactly, it's great fun. So yeah, yeah hope it's again. Cool, we'll see you there. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Thanks Cheers. a lot. Thank cool. So I'm here with Andy, Andy Potts, he's just won the British Championship, so you're off to the world indoors. Yeah, we'll be back here in Birmingham in, um, in about two weeks' time now, so we're really looking forward to that. It's, it's always good to um, qualify outright by winning the trials, and um, you know, I'm really happy with, with achieving that goal. And it's the season's best today? Yeah, it was an equal season's best. Um, undoubtedly my, my best run of the season you know, by a fair margin. Uh, I got a bit stuck at the start, um, but then once I got moving, I felt pretty good. So all in all, you know, good to, to win and come through there. So considering your indoor form from last season when you were the European indoor champion and you went very fast, you must be looking to medal at the World Indoors. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, I showed um, the consistency at, you know, at the highest level last year. You know, I turned out, I think I had the, the three fastest times in the world. Um, slightly different campaign this year because I had to miss a few races just with um, you know, a little injury and, and whatever. But um, it's just good to get back racing and I'm in really good form. It's just a case of getting the races in. Um, you know, we'll, we'll watch the times drop and you know, get back to that form and, and better. Well, good luck for a couple of weeks' time here, but then you're jumping straight on a plane and you're off to the Gold Coast for the Commonwealth Games. It's a tough life, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> well, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. Oh, <laughs> I, I just don't have, to, I don't have to do anything in between. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait for that. I've never been to, uh, to Australia before. Uh, I hear the Gold Coast is incredible. So, um, you know, I think I'm only hanging around for maybe a week, 10 days after the World Indoors before heading out there. So, um, it's, it's a great, exciting time. You know, there's a lot going on and we've, we've planned for that. So hopefully we'll see some great championship performances. And just speaking about the Commonwealth Games, I mean, it's a very specific championships for us. We know what it is, but what, how, what does it, how does it stand in your opinion? What, what's important about the Commonwealth Games? Um, I think, you know, I think its importance is shown by the way in which, you know, the home countries are represented. Um, you know, and, and in, in my event, for, for instance, it's incredibly uh, strongly contested. You know, you've got the Jamaicans in there, South African. Um, so there's, you know, there's so many leading countries that compete in the Commonwealth. So for me, it's really a major championship, yeah. you know, and the times to win are major championship times. Yeah. Um, you know, so I know obviously some nations who aren't in the Commonwealth maybe don't understand it quite so much, but um, for Commonwealth countries, it's, it's another major championship and that's why we're preparing for it. Um, you know, so thoroughly, even though it's in April. Yeah. And I think you'll see that, you know, the fact that so many people turn out to a championships in April when there's a European outdoors and a world indoors, you know, it shows the, the significance. Because the thing is, the Commonwealth, there are some events that are not as strong as others, but unfortunately, you have an event with the Olympic and world champion in it, so you don't have it easy. Fortunately, no, <laughs> fortunately. No, I think it's, um, you know, you are completely right. Some events, uh, depending on where the stars are from, um, you know, aren't as strongly contested in mine. It's incredibly strongly contested, and um, you know, it, it makes winning that championship, uh, meddling in that championship, so much more important. Yeah. Well, good luck. Two championships coming up. Hopefully, two medals. Hopefully. Yeah. Cool. Thanks that. very much. Right, so I'm here with Asha Phillip, another great run over 60 meters. Are you happy with today's result? Um, yes, I qualify, so that's the main thing. I did feel like I wanted to run a little bit faster, but I'm trying to get used to the track because people are saying it's not the same or it's a bit slower than usual. But I'm still going to work with it, so it was a good rehearsal. Um, indoors must be special for you because 60 meters is really strong. Mm -hmm. So going into a championship, you're looking at medals. 100%. This is my fourth ever world championship, world indoor championship, shall I say, and I've always missed out. Like, just, I've made 
three finals and just missed out on the final my first ever one. So this is my time now. Mm -hmm. I think it's time to walk away with a medal and um, especially being at home, Birmingham. Like I say, it's my second home to my family from the Midlands. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. But you're a different athlete this year because you're European indoor champion now. So you've gone in as a champion. Does that make a difference? Uh, it does. It gives me that extra boost and knowing that I've had such a fantastic outdoor season. Um, we had a good outdoor season and my winter was amazing this year and I feel like I'm a whole different athlete. I feel bigger, bolder, brighter. That could be a reason why I moved back to London but still um, all of that put together um, makes me as a person and I feel like I've got so much to give this year. It's the American Trials this weekend, so we don't know exactly who's going to be at um, in Birmingham in a couple of weeks' time. But who do you think are your biggest competitors? Do you know, I haven't actually known any of the Americans this year, which sounds a bit shocking, but it's only because not many of them have travelled over to Europe to race. But I obviously noticed all of the German girls that have been doing well, and obviously the Polish who was um, at my Europeans last year. So those are the girls I've actually noticed, and obviously the Ivory Coast girls. Yeah. So they're the ones that I've only known of at the moment, but with America, you never know what's going to happen. They're definitely going to pull something out of the bag and bring it all um, at the championships. Yeah, Tiana Bartoletta spoke to us earlier in the year, and she said she'd be doing the 60 metres, but obviously she'd have to get through the trials, so you never know. Which is true, she's a talented athlete. She's the one that picked me on the line in um, was it one of the championships. They all blow into one, don't they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you came forth about that one, you tried to ignore, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, she's a talented athlete. She's Olympic champion, world champion. Like she's amazing. And I did race her throughout the season, you but her. well, you never know. She was still doing the long jump, and she's like, I don't. Regardless, she's a talented athlete. And I could say anything bad about her, but if she comes to the championships, I'd have to watch her, like watch my back for her as well because she's talented. I was seeing with Donna Fraser um, yeah. when you were running the 60 meters, and we were like, wow. Look at Ash's um, knee lift, like at stride length. Is that something you've been working on? Yeah, a lot. I, I, I could tell you this now, I'm a different person. But I feel like, obviously, 10 years since my injury, uh, this is my 10th anniversary, shall I call it. Um, but I've learned so much, and I feel like literally my winter was so different. I went to Texas to train, I've got a different perspective on things. Me and my coach are working on trying to be big and open and me moving back to London, being back with my family, it's all made a big difference and it's made, like I said, it's, I'm so happy and I think that's what made a difference. I'm happy, my body's relaxed, I'm running, I'm opening up and that's what I feel like I like and I know that's going to work well for me. So if I do what I'm doing, I feel like the year's quite big. And 60 metres is obviously a strong point but you're working on those things to improve your 100 metres and in just over a month's time you're going to be in the Commonwealth Games running the 100 metres. Literally, as soon as we finish World Champs, like five or six days after, I'm on that flight um, to Australia, which I cannot wait for. No. But it's like, you've got to get through this one first and then think about the second one, but then it's because they're so tight and compact together, you're like, okay, which one do I really think about? There's too much going on, but I've been told I've got low in vitamin D, so I feel like I need some sunlight in my life. So I need to get on that plane as soon as possible. <laughs> well, listen, good luck in Birmingham in a couple of weeks. We'll see you there and oh, we'll, we'll see you. you in the Gold Coast as well, Yay. getting some sun rays, yeah? Definitely. Some sunbathing. Definitely. <laughs> thank you very much. I've got my bikini. <laughs> I'm here with indoor expert Jason Gardner, who knows all about winning the 60 metres at the World Indoors. What year did you win? 2004. But you also got multiple medals. You got two other bronze medals, and I think one of them was at Birmingham the last time the World Championship was, was here. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. The bronze medal in um, yeah, 2003, Justin Gatlin um, won that. Kim Collins came second. And then my first um, uh, World Indoor success was in Meibashi in Japan, where I got a bronze medal. And, I, and in the process, I broke Linford Christie, the legend, the great Linford Christie's European record of running 6 4 6. So wow. that was a real start of a sort of a great season to come, and of course, a, looking back, a, a, a great career. Because that was the year that you broke 10 seconds outdoors as well. Yeah, I think if I look back, that was probably one of my best seasons as an outdoor um, yeah, senior athlete to break the magical 10 second barrier in Lausanne later that summer was just sensational it was a it was one of those lovely years where you know, every time I stepped foot on the track I ran world class times and uh, I just wish all the other years were like that but of course you know, I went for a few ups and downs and then 2004 turned, about, turned around to be in another fantastic year as well although it had some real um, you know, challenging times to, to get through Outdoors over 100 metres I feel like you, maybe you feel as well you didn't always get to your best but over 60 metres like you said twice bronze medalist indoors, once gold medalist world indoors, four times European indoor champion and a bronze medal as well. 60 metres really was the event for you. Yeah, I'm really impressed with your stats there because you're not looking up any screens and what have you. So I, you know, you know you're... Um, I looked it up just before yeah, I talked to you. Well, well done, good memory. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I mean, I was prolific over the um, 60 metres. I mean, I'm, um, yeah, I'm five foot nine, so in comparison to some sprinters, you know, put on the shorter side. Um, I have a great power to weight ratio. Um, I was a fantastic uh, starter, and I think you know, come that when you're out in the front for the first 60, 70, 80 metres of race, sometimes the, the pressure of knowing the longer limbed, uh, fast finishing athletes are going to be breathing down on, on your neck. So. That, um, I think, looking back, you know, was you know, pretty sometimes challenging. I mean, despite running the 100 in under 10, which at that time was truly world-class yeah. and putting in potential for medals. The, I also had lots of challenges. I had, like, three epidurals a year. I had lots of bad back problems. So I had loads of hamstring problems. And, um, you know, I had to change my training. Later on in my career, I joined a new coach, tried new methods of training, and, you know, different kind of yeah, conditioning programs and suddenly became a lot better actually running three rounds. So I was a really good one-off racer over the 100 but I struggled putting a series of races together in a short period over the 100 metres. Yeah. First leg became my home, you know, I was the fastest sprinter in the World Juniors. The thought process was let's put our fastest guy on first leg, try and put ourselves in contention against their favourites back then who were the American team as they were in 2004. Mm-hmm. And it stuck, and uh, a, a great plan came off. And you know, I guess you know, huge credit to the the three other guys on that team, but not just them, the four other Rio reserves and the whole team around at that time. The uh, the coaches, the the, uh, the the physios, doctors, the analysis guys. It truly was a wonderful period. And you know, our coach at the time was a guy by the name of Steve Burks, who was my coach, relay coach from when we won the World Junior Championships. Um, so a huge amount of respect. Sometimes you'd see eye to eye with selections, but um, <laughs> no, no, but it was we a, yeah, but it was one of those um, situations where it had a really happy ending and to be crowned Olympic champion, achieve a childhood dream. We have a love hate relationship with the relay. With the, with the, since you since you were here, there's been a lot of drop, drop battles. Yeah. But this summer, last summer in London, we got it right once again with some phenomenal phenomenal um, sprinting, and they broke the record that you set. Actually, it was previous that you'd say in 1999, but we've got some great talent around the moment, and they're getting the relay right for us. Yeah, being in London was just, oh, what a fantastic, you know, finale to the, um, you know, to the end of the, um, you know, magnificent uh, IPC and IWF World Championships. We've got a great cohort of sprinters, there's a huge passion uh, up and down the country. We know that their capabilities there. It's not necessarily the fastest four athletes who naturally become the you know the best, uh, most successful relay team. We know there's a lot of teamwork required. Getting to know, um, you know the you know the, the dynamics between your person you're changing and the batons with, you know, giving and receiving. Um, and bear in mind, your athletes who are competing against each other, your individuals, you know, you've got rivals, and it's real delicate kind of. Um, Cajuling of those and managing those relationships to come together after you know um, competing 100, 200, dealing with an athlete who maybe a rival who's done really well and you haven't done so well, and then coming together as a team, it's not easy. And people say, you know, is it how hard is it to get the baton round? Well, when you're trying to take on a team which on paper are much more faster, superior than you, there is no room for error of getting that balloting exchange in that 20 meters changeover zone trying to get that pattern change without it slowing down at speed of, of, of a greater excess of 20 miles per hour so it's precision is everything like anything in sport when you're watching the likes of I know KJT out there today um, you know, the Mo Farah's running the best to make it look easy yeah. and that's the beauty of I guess sport when it's done well it, it's made to look easy like watching Roger Federer <laughs> to try and have a go and try and do what they do and realise actually it's not as easy as it looks. You won a bronze medal last time it was Birmingham. Britain and Birmingham did a great world indoors then and we're very good at putting on championships. So what are you looking forward to in a couple of weeks' time? Yeah, I mean, as you say, uh, Birmingham have got a history of putting on world-class athletic events. You know, it's our, it's our homes where our head office is. Um, it feels like it's my kind of second home because this is where my career started. It's a fantastic track. The layout, the stadium, you know, it's... It's it's accessible place to come. We've got some fantastic athletes. Um, you know, we're going to have the best athletes in the world coming to this event. We've got thousands of spectators on the, you know engaged, supportive, and uh, it will be a thrilling um, championship. Of course, we hope to be cheering on um, lots of British successes. Hopefully, seeing some new athletes which are 
got the potential to go on to be great superstars for us in the future. That's what we're looking forward to seeing. Yeah. So what event are you looking forward to the most? 60 metres? Well, I'm always um, interested in, in, in my, old, my old event because that's, you know, where I've got a huge amount of expertise, knowledge and experience. Um, but as you get a bit older um, and you start to appreciate some of the other great events and following new athletes coming through. So, yeah, I like, I like, it's thrilling watching the, um, the sprints around the bends and the, the tactics required. 400 metres is always an interesting one. Um, suddenly you've got athletes who, who you know, historically or in summer used to have in their own lanes and they'd have the have the tactics of a 850 meter runner and so on. Um, you know, you've got big athletes like Laura Muir. Yeah. I'm looking forward. I watched her in Belgrade last year. And just, you know, uh, home championships. I'm sure she wants to go out there next year and uh, build upon um, her great achievements so far. I want to see the likes of you know, KJT get out there into winning ways. Um, and I mean, I was watching Rupert Shakilty in the semi final. Uh, ran with these against CJ. Be interesting to see how the final unfolds. Um, yeah, and of course, I want to. You know, world record for the 60 meters was broken recently. So, I wanna, well, maybe not. Uh, well, well, maybe. <laughs> well, okay, well, until ratified. But hey, it, 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 you know, potentially it could be a thrilling yeah, um, event because maybe he'll break it here. Well, it, yeah, if he didn't get to break it there, yeah, it's not ratified. Here's another opportunity to do it, and, and it's a really fast track, and so we're guaranteed to have yeah. proper block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thank you very much for stopping to have a chat. Um, multiple indoor experts, um, so it's really good to hear what you've got to say. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. Hi, I'm Greg Rutherford, and you're listening to the Back Straight Boys. You're a pro, aren't you? Well, you know, God, I, I, I <laughs> listened to all back of one after the other. I did really good at the weekend. I'm quite proud of myself. You did amazingly. I feel like I was there. I really do. Well, when um, next time you will be, and when Bayo, the problem is when Bayo's there, um, we just go, oh, you do it, now you do it, and then we go and get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine but, what those interviews would be like. It would be fantastic. But it was really nice talking to some of those people. Um, Greg, obviously, we haven't seen for ages. He was off of all of last year, so it's glad he's back, he's healthy, he's not jumping as far as he'd like to, but... This was the revelation at the beginning of the championships. I'd totally forgotten that as host nation, we potentially can put somebody into every event. Now, it's not a guarantee. We can't just choose them. And especially in the field events, because they want to keep the numbers down, it has to be at the um, the idea of have to agree to it. Um, but I think if there's one person they would agree to, he's going to be the Olympic World Commonwealth European champion who has been injured for the last year. So I, I, if he wants to go... I think there's a good chance he'll be um, selected. Um, then also in some of the other events, people who haven't got the qualifying but potentially could be chosen. Elliot Giles, for example. Morgan Lake's another one, isn't she? Yeah, oh, well, that, that's the, the, the high jump qualifying is an absolute mess. And that's something actually I could go on a little rant about because when the athletes haven't got a clue how you qualify, even though it's pretty straightforward in the... It says if you get this... Um, you get 197, you're qualified but they only want 12 people in the competition. So, and only I think only two people have jumped 197 this, this winter. So then we're going oh. back to last summer. And then I bet there are lots of people tied on the next heights. Well, yeah, there's loads of people tied. So, I mean, I think technically she might be top 12, but it depends what, I don't know. I honestly don't know. So, Speaking and she doesn't of Morgan, know. you said that she's really looking like a high jumper yeah, and that you think she's got two meters in her yeah. unfortunately saying someone looks like a high jumper doesn't make very good radio so what do you mean <laughs> by that how did she look no what i meant is she's really slimmed down if you're doing um multi-events you need that strength for the throws um but she's really slimmed down she was very well conditioned um and i bet her power to weight ratio is very much improved but she is she's is she's still so young we forget that she is training just for the one event now things are not going to come together automatically all the time she's very hard on herself she wants to be the best and that's exactly the, the attitude we want from from our athletes but it maybe it'll take it might take a little bit of time to get it right but we know she can jump 196 she did it multiple times she's the she's jumped over 190 on multiple occasions um and yeah she jumped 188 this this um at the, at the trials but it's in there. It's in there and it's coming. And like you said, she's so young. Someone mm-hmm. who's learning patience and who spoke about it in her interview special with the pod is Jazz Sawyers, yeah. who has had two really disappointing showings considering how well she said training is going. So it was really positive to her saying to you that despite that, she's determined to you know grind out the, dis- the qualifying distances, which she knows she's got. And that training is going really well and that, as we all know, she's a championship performer. She's got a medal to defend 
on the Gold Coast. So hopefully we'll see something a bit bigger from her soon. Yeah, and I love her attitude because she's not defeated. She's not down on herself. She's not going, oh, I don't know what's going wrong. She understands it's a learning process. She's doing a totally new type of training with a totally new group of people and it will come. We know that she can jump 670. We've seen her do it. She, you're right. She's a brilliant. Um, she's brilliant at championships and has been since since she was a junior. Um, so maybe that's the time it will come right. And if it doesn't and it has to wait till the summer, that's fine as well. Do you think any event this weekend was won as comprehensively as the women's long jump? Well, no, no but let's be fair. Because it was 671 down to 608, if I remember I agree, correctly. but most of our long... Like, um, Shara Proctor wasn't there. Lorraine Nugent wasn't there. So it's, a, it's a strong event for us. So it's not like it was um, just that we're, it's a weak event. It's just that they weren't there. So that it, I, I'm, not, I'm not bothered about that. What I was very, very impressed to see was Kat coming out, jumping 670, 660 on, the, on her first two jumps. Yeah, that's with a jump she, she said to. didn't even feel that good. Yeah, and that's what she needs to do in a pentathlon. Um, the pentathlon is going to be in the same stadium, on the same track. She said she was measuring it, so she gets it all right in a couple of weeks' time. Um, and that is has to be a banker event for her, the long jump. She's jumped 693 indoors. She's the world indoor silver medalist over the long jump. And she has to sh- sh- start showing that long jump form in, in a multi-event. Mm. We all She's... worry about her throws. And I know she worries about her throws. But actually, I feel like it's the long jump, which is where she should be jumping. She's losing 100 plus points in the, in the long jump um, because she doesn't jump to her ability. Um, and her competitors, especially TM, have really improved in that event and are yes. jumping 660 in, in the actual um, multi-events. So, yes, she needs to improve her throws. She knows that she's working very hard on it, but she also needs to learn to nail that, that her strengths in, in, in the championships. Um, she looks very good. She feels very positive. I don't know what the competition's going to be indoors. I don't know if TM's doing it. A lot of the others, I feel like, aren't doing it. So you never know. Um Pentathlon plays to her strengths as well, so I do expect a good performance there. She is so lovely and sweet and softly spoken, and it really, despite it being very quietly uttered, it really hit home for me when she said, "I just want to start winning medals." Yeah. Because she and knows that's she what should. we all want for her. Yeah, and she, but she knows how talented she is. We all know how talented she is, and she knows that's ultimately what counts. So mm. it's a good frame of mind to be in, and I really hope it goes well for her. Definitely. She said the Gold Coast is basically about not messing up. Yes. But she, I mean, she could have to mess up spectacularly. Oh. <laughs> like almost miss an event not to win. She's 500 points ahead of anybody else. So Exactly. So fingers crossed this is Kat's time because goodness knows she deserves it. And she's Absolutely. got talent in spades. You know who else I was really impressed and It probably was my performance of the weekend. Oh, and really? I said to her, is Shalane Oskin-Clark. Oh, the most underrated. So underrated. Speaking of softly spoken... I think unless you're a bit of an athletics nerd, you don't, you wouldn't even know that she exists. But who else do we have who come fifth at the World Championships, European indoor silver medal? Maybe Lorraine Ugin is similar. Mm. Like, doesn't get any attention, and I'm, I'm not 100% sure why. But this weekend, um, I thought that Shalane was really good. I mean, it helps that she had really good competition, but to yeah. run too flat, um, ranked, I think, fifth in the world, and Laura's ahead of her, so out of who's going to actually be at the championship, she's probably fourth, maybe even higher than that. We don't know who's going to be going. Um, she was so strong. It was very impressive to watch. Um, but she's another champs performer. Yes, she's very good at champs. She just looked, she looked, I want to say a different athlete, but she really, really did show her class. Um, I was very, very impressed. She, I mean, I know we, she said she was injured last year, but she only won 159.8 last year. and She ran too flat indoors. So I think poor Adele was very frustrated with, getting a bit excited out of the blocks. Well, she ran 53. Sorry, <laughs> seven, seven, not 53, 57 um, for first 400. Also, I think coming off the back of a couple of other races in Europe, so probably a bit a bit of a lactic in the legs still, a bit of just tiredness there. Yeah. But you know what? She's She's got the Commonwealth coming up very soon. She's very talented. Um, maybe maybe she's got the race plan a little bit, little bit wrong there. Do you know who, who else I was quite impressed with? Um, was all of the women's 400 metre runners. I mean, Ailey oh ran my great. goodness, it's going to be such a good race come the indoors. Because we, last year, we weren't strong in the 400 last year. We, it was like everyone was running around 52, maybe high 51s. Um, and they were running 52s indoors. 
yeah. which is much more difficult. Ailey ran very close to her BB. Fifty-one eight. Um, yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Zoe Clark. Um, her PB outdoors is fifty-one eight, but she ran fifty-two-one indoors. I'm a huge fan of Zoe Clark. I just think she's getting better and better. Yes, yeah, she really is. And Yika obviously got got got, got DQ'd, mm-hmm. but she ran fifty-three-one in her, in the heat. So there's a lot more to come from her. Um, now Perry's not on ice, so Thank there's a good little goodness, relay team she's there. She's still in one piece. <laughs> Amy Alcott ran great. Um, also, I just I only noticed um, the the other day that um, in the 400 meters at the Commonwealth Games team, um, where Philip Agupong's actually in the 400 relay team. Yes, she is. Yeah, so I mean she's she run great weekend. indoors. Over she ran the 60 and she on the 200. Um, and um, put her into the relay as well in the world indoors. And so there's a nice little team there, and it's something I'd actually forgotten about the relays, so there's always a medal to be taken there, isn't there? Yeah, there certainly is. I feel Asha Phillip is by now like a friend of the pod. Absolutely. I think she's practically a host these days. <laughs> it was so great to hear how confident she is, how well she's running, her saying, this is my time after years of knocking upon the door of an indoor global medal. I'm really excited for her. She's one of the people that I am most interested to follow this season because, of course, she's one of the few people who has declared that they want to go for the treble. But she has come fourth and fifth at the World Indoors. So she's there or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, She ran 7.06 indoors last year to win the European Indoor Championships. Now, it's not going to be easy (laughs) because Kambunji ran 7.03 the other day. Um, Daphne Schippers has won 7.09, I think, at her championships. Um, The Germans have run really fast. Tiana's knocking around. But it is going to be tough for Asha. But she, we know she's got a great start. And what she's really, what really lacked is that back end. And she's really worked on that. You can, I, I was sat with Donna Fraser, who was known for having like the longest stride in athletics. And I sat with Donna when Asha was running. We both looked at each other and said, where, where did that come from? This really high knee lift, really long rangey strides. It was really impressive to watch. So um, she's definitely got, she can definitely run faster. I have and, so much respect for an athlete who has been around and competing at that level for as long as Asha has, who is able to go, okay, you know, leopards can change their sports. I'm going to overhaul my technique. I'm going to become a better athlete. I'm going to iron out some flaws. I really but hope that's that what pays That's the best dividends. athletes do. That's how, you, that's how you progress, isn't it? And that's how mm. you get better. And people who just want happy to sit on their laurels and go, this is what, this is what I am and don't want to change they're not going to go very far in in sport or life. I was very pleased for Andrew Potsy after what must have been a real stinker of an end to his outdoor season. I say what must have been, obviously it was, because he arrived in London and we practically hung the medal around his neck. And then obviously it all went wrong. So great for him to be having a really strong indoor season so far. And he must be, and I know that we need to stop putting so much pressure <laughs> on these athletes, but he's surely he's one of our favourites coming into these champs. Well, yes, he should be. Um, considering, especially considering last year's form when he was like basically unbeatable indoors um, over over sixty meter hurdles. Um, but once again, it's a very strong um, event. Omar McLeod's run very fast indoors this year. And we, but we don't know who's going to turn up. That's the thing about the indoors. We really don't know who's going to be there. I can but promise def- you one thing. There'll be what? lots of Americans and we won't have heard of at least one of them. Well, let me just tell you, I was just looking up who won the um, 60 metres, women's 60 metres at the American oh, yeah. trials. It was Javian Olivia. Who? Javian Oliver. She ran 7.02. 7.02? Yeah. <gasps> Guess who was second? I Destiny don't know. Destiny Carter. <laughs> really? And third was T- Tiana Daniels. Goodness me. It's just a, it's a production line. <laughs> but how do they travel? We've never heard of them before. How are they going to fare? In, they literally have got to get on a plane any day now and drive and fly to Birmingham. Also wonder if a couple of them might be NCAA athletes and they won't be coming over anyway. Exactly. So we've got Javier and Olivia around 7.02 and then second and third was 7.19 and 7.22. So there's only one there who looks like a threat and she may not be one. Come on, Asha. Oh, don't. I'm not going to talk about that. It's too exciting. <laughs> On a little side note, whilst we're discussing um, the men's hurdles, Andrew Potty's got a great voice. 
<laughs> I was there. I didn't take any notes. You listened to it. You've listened to the actual... Um... He's got, yeah, a really lovely set of pipes on him. We'll have to get him to record a jingle sometime. <laughs> Definitely. Um, somebody we haven't spoke to, and it's not like us, is, sorry, someone we haven't spoke about, is Laura Muir. Oh, yes. Well, it was only a matter of time, wasn't it? <laughs> we are some of her biggest fans. I... Don't think an interview can go by without her discussing her beloved veterinarian studies. And I'm pleased that those are coming to an end. And like you said, can only hope that she temporarily hangs up the stethoscope for her track spikes. I mean, I love dogsies and stuff, but I'd like her. <laughs> <laughs> I would like her all to ourselves just for like, you know, just a couple of years, see how it goes. She might be one of those athletes that really um, thrives on having lots of stuff to do. And it's not good for her to train full time. You mm. never know. I don't think she could give more if she tried. So... Maybe it's a good to have that balance. That's very true. Interesting to hear that she's experimenting with her kick, which is something that I really think she does need to work Absolutely. on. So that's really positive. Speaking of athletes who are brave enough to mix things up, good for Laura for trying something a bit different and coming away with the W. So Yeah, you know, I, d- I don't know what the timetable is at the World Indoors. I've got a feeling that the 3,000 might be on the first night. So if you can get that out of the way and then concentrate on the 1,500. But she has to be a medal threat in both. Genzebe de Barba is doing... 15 and the three. She's, well, she's won 357 indoors this year. Um, so she's obviously the one to look to. But as we've seen in the past few years, she's definitely not unbeatable. In fact, she's quite inconsistent. So Laura yes. with a home crowd, we know she's going to take it to them. But we also know or assume that Constance Klosterhalven is going to be in the race as well. I and was I think that just changes about to up. bring her up. I was <laughs> going to put my Constance fan club hat on and just yeah remind everybody that she is looking really good i think she seems to just be breaking her national indoor records for fun so far this year but she's another one who doesn't have a kick and that's why it's interesting for her to be in the race because laura could outkick her every day of the week but obviously laura there's people who are faster kickers than laura so both of, of their strengths is for it to go out hard Laura's as we've so discussed tough. a couple of times on the pod the absence of costance yes. in london in the final was actually probably quite a disadvantage for Laura. Absolutely. So hopefully we'll see them both towing the line come the 1500 final and Laura can let Constance do a bit of the work. Absolutely, that would be, that's our dream plan. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we don't really do shout-outs on this pod because we're an incredibly professional outfit. Are we? Can I... Yeah, yes, Jodie, come when? on. <laughs> I'd like to do just a quick shout-out to someone who might have passed by unnoticed, perhaps with a casual observer, um, but Fiona de Morney, Uh, with whom I used to train at Walton Athletics Club, my little local club, Uh Um, in her 30s, managed to get herself the indoor qualifying standard this summer. So made her inaugural British champs appearance and conducted herself wonderfully. And I just think that for all the headline stars, and this was a really notable champs, I thought, for having lots of global superstars, it's also lovely to see people running, you know, their own athletics narratives and doing things that to them mean an enormous amount so absolutely and that's that's what sometimes gets forgotten in the trials is that for lots of athletes this is their olympics this is Mm. what they aim for all winter to get that qualifying to be able to compete at the national level to be able to compete with these international stars and just making it there and that's what i think we've lost a little bit in the championships over years it's just become like it's all about the winners and we've forgotten about encouraging the grassroots and encouraging people to want to become those winners in in the future. Very young athletes there, really getting their first taste of like national and international level competition. So it's re- it was a great event. I was really impressed. Absolutely. So to conclude, your performance of the weekend, Shalane Roskin Clark. Well, yeah, it was Shalane Roskin Clark. Um, just one other person we need to mention. We haven't talked about because he won't be going to the world indoors. But um, that's Tom Bosworth, who. I want to give a shout out to he doesn't need it he's he's very vocal he can shout out for himself he's brilliant at the PR thing which is what I love about him um he single-handedly made walking kind of cool and kind yeah. of something that people are interested in so he's done it all by himself because Agreed. he's the one who's been pushing that let me do a mile world record let me race against a 1500 meter runner let me who, when was the last time we had the walks at the British trials that was done because of Tom and he sets a British record again and he's so um, charismatic. He's so great with the crowd, great yep. at giving interviews and it, a lot of people could learn. He's very, very popular within the team. And, and obviously has the talent to back it up. Exactly. He's definitely but, someone to be keeping an eye out for. And, but the also Coast. everybody should keep an eye on what, what he does because it's very, very clever. Very clever the way he's positioned himself and he can back it up with results but he's not like an international superstar yet 
I think I think there's every opportunity for him to win medals, but he's been brilliant at, the, at promotion, which is what everybody should learn from. Completely agree, and great that you got to chat with him, even though he had quite a busy weekend. I think he was doing some British athletics he was, social he was media takeovers. That's why I grabbed him. Interviews. He was in the mix zone with me. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Every opportunity, Claire. I'm a pro like that. Yes, we are. Well, thank you so much for going along, representing the Backstreet Boys and Girl, and doing such a sterling job. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to them. It was an absolute treat going Claire, through thank them. you very much. I know you couldn't make it, but um, thank you for putting it all together. I've given you a lot of interviews to edit this week. <laughs> and thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. Let us know your thoughts. You can find us on Twitter, at BackstraightB and at Claire underscore G Thomas. If you haven't already, and goodness knows why you wouldn't have done, please do subscribe to us on iTunes, now known as Apple Podcasts, I believe, and whichever platform that you use to listen to your pods, if you could rate and review, we'd love that. But a subscribe is our bread and butter. So please come back for more Athletics Musings. Thank you very much, everybody. The world indoors coming soon. Bye.